ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to another episode i'm your host steven g gaxiola and you are listening to the raider and the saint podcast Check one, check two. Let me hear you one more time. Check one, check two. Yeah, you you're me? there. You're Are there. I apologize if the people that tune in on the first <laughs> live episode, man. Uh, technology is fucking uh, technology. crazy, especially when you go live. When you go live, you got to make sure everything is uh, mm-hmm. up to par. Uh, uh, you know, th- when you go live, things just go haywire. When you just record, yeah. it's uh, definitely a lot easier, and I've been learning that as going going live on IG. So I want to thank everyone for their patience. All right, so once again, I want to thank all my listeners from around the world that tune in every week to the Raider and Saint podcast. I love you guys, man. Once again, I apologize. I was ready. It was rock and rolling. Uh, you know, the recordings of uh, my guest today did not uh, come out, so I had to go through some things. And it's crazy because I didn't do anything wrong. Uh, it's just the technology did what technology yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, you're a producer, so you know. I, uh, You know, it's crazy. But anyways, we're here, baby. We're live. This is episode 163. Today's date is June 24th. We are a few days, uh, uh, going to be a week out from the 4th. So we're about 10 days out, so I'm waiting for that. I uh, want to give a shout-out to my boy, Ken Craw. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Man, it was an honor to have you once a year to hang out, talk about fireworks, uh, get away from all the, the fuss and bust. My guest today, people <coughs> that are watching live, is uh, Mr. Ben Magana. He What's is up? a union organizer. He's here today to chop it up with me. Uh, sir, welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Thanks, it's man. It's a beautiful day in L.A. Why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself, man? What's up, y'all? My name is Ben. I'm a union organizer, music producer, originally from Ohio, born and raised. Moved out to L.A. to do the music thing about two and a half years ago. And then I found my place, actually, um, in the fight for justice uh, and currently in the union fight right now. There's a lot of a lot of great stuff going on in the world of unions right now. Yeah. So I just threw myself in. Yeah, yeah. Well, how old are you, man? I'm 27, 28 next, okay. next month. I'm and you came from Ohio? I'm from Ohio, yeah. How, when recently did you do? How far? <laughs> like, when did you come from Ohio? How, well, what age? Uh, I guess I was 25, uh, if I remember correctly. Yeah, 25. I'm still pursuing the the music thing. I was like, oh, I'm going to be, you know, I want to be this music producer. That was the goal. Where are my sunglasses? You see them? Right here. Right. Oh, damn. thanks, man. Yeah, I was like, I saw you yeah. wearing them. I was like, shit. Yeah, thanks you? thanks for hooking me uh, up with yeah, those, with those, uh, with that um, eyewear game. I usually give, listen, man, I usually, with my sunglasses, I usually 
if I buy something expensive, I end up fucking scratching them or mm-hmm. losing them. Mm-hmm. Those two things. So I started buying cheap sunglasses. Oh, these are cheap? Yeah, yeah. Okay, these, these are, are Amazon, nice, dude. These are dope. So these I, would, like, I would stock. I get those music videos sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, like. yeah, dude. <laughs> I would load up on them. And then when people would tell me, hey, do you like your glasses? Where'd you get them from? I would just always have an extra pair in my car, and I would just give them to people. I feel like this is that Teamster look. Uh, uh yeah, maybe. I or at get, least yeah. here locally. Like, I, I feel like I saw these. Like the Lokes and stuff like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I'm ready for a new change, though. I, I've been wearing these for, for a lot of years now. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to start looking for something new. It's just weird to find certain looks for you. For me, especially, mm-hmm. I got a big, fat fucking face. Big fucking fat face. So I want to. I got to get big glasses, you know, to kind of like pr- proportion it out. Mm, you okay. don't want to get those little small ones looking like. Uh, you're you're in the Olympics trying to uh, uh, in a swim meet, you know. That's what some of those glasses will look on me. But so yeah, when did you come back from Ohio, or like when did you move from Ohio? So at this point, I think it would have been um, two and a half years ago. So what made you come over here? Um, uh, pursuing the music thing, mostly because I'd been making music since I was a kid, since I got my laptop for the first time. Uh, immediately started producing. That was like my favorite thing. And um, for the most part, yeah, just out here trying to make it in music. So, I, I, you know, I started in Ohio. I went to New York, then to Miami, and then I drove from Miami to L.A. What, what age did you start getting into music? Um, genuinely, I want to say since like nine or something, you know, bringing out the pots and pans and like trying to like make a beat mm-hmm. or like finding like some toy that records audio and mm-hmm. then like just trying to record some like song ideas. So do you um, like you like making music? Oh, absolutely. I love that's all I do and that's well, all I've do you ever know done. Well, you my inch, my intro will do. Well, my intro is from a buddy of mine, shout out to my boy Frank Caleros. He makes music. Mm-hmm. So is that the proper term producer, music producer? Cuz he like he likes going record diving uh-huh. and he loves getting samples. So this is yeah, this yeah, yeah. Is a sample he made. Okay. And so he gets his samples and he Oh, that got, was that was your boy's beat. Yeah, yeah, that was okay, his beat. It was the samples. It's like uh, jazz. He's all he's all into different types of music, dude. Yeah. And so he likes going uh, record diving and getting different albums, and he likes. He's oh, got that's his own, super yeah. dope. I wish I was that cool. I'm really not. Um, <laughs> I just get on the uh, on Logic and make my beats and turn it into a song and try to make it as good as possible. Really? Oh yeah. yeah I'm not like musically literate or like you know i don't really know music history that much and know like any good samples or anything like that I've yeah just, he's got know. the what's the he's got the what's it's not the mixer what's the one you, it's got all the big buttons on them oh fuck dude is it the one you make beats on yeah. by hitting the pads yeah yeah i don't know what it's called i don't have one Tech, uh, shit i would i would know he had like five old well because he had a studio mm-hmm. and so when i was starting my podcast i was supposed to do with the guy a partner of mine he bailed, and we were going to use his extra room he had. So then I, I was like, where do I do the podcast at my house? Mm-hmm. So my buddy says, well, come use the studio with me, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I paid rent. Mm-hmm. And so he would make his music, and I mm-hmm. would start with the podcast, learning how to plug shit in, learning how to record, stuff like that. Yeah. And we'd do it after work. After we get off work, we'd head down to the studios located in downtown Santa Ana, beautiful mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. And we were underground. We were in the basement. But our ceiling, it was a sidewalk. Mm-hmm. So the sidewalk, when you looked up, it was glass. Mm-hmm. It was square blocks of glass, so you could see people walking over or skateboarding. Oh, and above sick. us also was a bar. That was a studio? We were, yeah, that was a studio. I was there for about, I would say, two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. It was cool. And yeah. then uh, it just got too expensive. 
it was oh, it was man. almost like 700 bucks a month and Ouch, it was just, it just got expensive covid hit yeah you know, my brother passed away just it's just a lot of things just passed and it was cool it was a great experience but on top of it i was only there once a week but it was yeah. cool, man, because you had bands. And also, mm-hmm. two bands would come in, and they're playing. Oh, they're banging dope. their drums, rocking and rolling. It was a it was Recording a live? live. Uh, I don't know. They're practicing. Oh, I wouldn't okay. record live down there. I would just record. Oh, no. I, I meant, like, musically. Like oh, recording them, them, no. Uh, they wouldn't go live. I think live? they were just practicing. Oh, okay. Like, a lot it, of these bands it, were it. just practicing. So it was a definitely a cool experience. I That's definitely want to go back into the studio. Dude, being in the studio is amazing because half the fun of a studio is setting the vibe. Yeah. And just making it like a really, really fun time. So after, so Ohio, yeah. what? so you left at, at what, 26 then? Uh, I want to say, I want to say 25. And you left <laughs> your family's home, like your parents' home? Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. It's been such a journey because I graduated college and then I basically needed some help. So I went and followed my parents to New York because, you know, we were all kind of based out of Ohio and then my parents moved to New York and then I graduated and I was like, oh, I need some help. And then boom, like now I'm in New York. Then I try to make it out on my own in like uh, Brooklyn. Um, that was that was tough because I was working at Buffalo Wild Wings. You know, it's like a really kind of typical job. From there, I went to Miami um, and I was working at freaking uh, Whole Foods yeah. and then Fresh Market. So it's just, you know, the, the grind for real, like the, the, the struggle. <laughs> like yeah. those, those are hard jobs, really hard jobs. Um, and then when you're like, I feel like when you're in a, like you're working a hard job and your life just isn't satisfying, you're just, you always want to move somewhere. Like, I feel like I, I see that. I saw that in myself and I see that in my friends, in some of my friends. Where'd you, you know? where'd you graduate uh, from? From the University of Cincinnati. Okay. With, with a marketing degree. All right. All right. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I graduated from Cal State Fullerton. I, I graduated liberal studies. Cool. I was going to be a teacher. Uh, so I like studying the history, philosophy. Uh-huh. Uh, I like liberal studies because it was a study of everything. Right. Okay. And then to go into your master's, you could, you could literally pick whatever you really wanted to do. Oh, cool. And so uh, I was going to be a teacher. Oh, cool. So, yeah, I graduated a long time ago, 2004. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, once you graduate, it's, it's a journey. Like, what do I do now? But you, how old were you when you graduated? I'm um, 22. Oh, shit. You're young, bro. Yeah, I fucking, I was 24. Yeah, I mean, we all have our own journeys that we yeah. go through. It doesn't matter. What made you decide to go to college? Uh, I guess that's parents to do that. That's kind of the path that you're expected to take. And it almost feels like that's what life is. You know, you go to high school, then you go to college. So you don't question it. Uh, I lived in a dorm. I want to say my first year. And then I had my own apartment. Damn. Hey, you come from money, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Definitely. For sure. Um, you know, my, I, my dad, you know, he's, he's, he's someone who, uh, immigrated from Mexico, um, as a, as an engineer and he got picked up by like this big company and then, okay. you know, he made his way up the corporate ladder and worked really hard and sacrificed everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, then, you know, now he has some financial freedom, you know, my family. And your mom was so. a stay at home? Well, stay at home, but you know, she, she plays tennis and Oh, nice. yeah, she's got, she used to paint and now she really likes to do interior design. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we actually even built a house in Cincinnati um, that my mom designed. Are you and you an only kid? Beautiful. Um, no, no, no. I got an older and a younger brother. Oh, okay, you're in the middle. Yeah. All right, nice. Mm-hmm. What is your What is your? Uh, what you got, brother, sister? Oh, two, uh, two brothers. Okay. Older oh. and younger. Wow. What yeah. do they What do they do? My older brother um, is a police officer in North Miami. 
Oh wow! Um, yeah, so he's kind of Miami Vice, life. huh? Yeah, basically. <laughs> or Dade County. Yeah, um, and my little brother is a manager at Macy's in Chicago, so he's running shit out there. <laughs> Shout out, David. <laughs> um, Macy's in Chicago, huh? Yeah. Damn, are they always robbing the place? Uh, something like that. <laughs> Dude, how do they how do they do it down there? Because I know there are always videos of them running into the shops and. Still in everything. Yeah, they definitely um, have their issues, is, is what I hear. Um, but you know, we stay hopeful, and you know, things are gonna get better. So you've Chicago. been you've been to Chicago, and so I haven't been there. Oh, you have. Well, I mean, I have, but not recently. Not right. recently. Not to visit my little bro. No, not yet. Go down to the D Block. I was say, hey, I got some beats for is. you guys. Just the bean, you know. I don't know anything about you. Well, it's a rap scene, dude. That's oh, is her. it? See, I told you, bro. I'm uncultured. Like little dirt came from there. Little Reese. Oh yeah, little dirt. Yeah, little the Reese. drill, the Shout drill, out. the drill scene started down there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, for real? Okay, cool. Shout out the drill scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, what kind of music you like making? <laughs> Dude, how do you even categorize my music? Like you heard my song. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's, it's like hip hop. It's, it's like, like a like blend. Like, yeah. It's it's a blend of a lot of different kinds of music. Yeah, it's cool. I liked it. Yeah. yeah Some of my it. songs I use I went through like a really really strong like island phase. Mm -hmm. I really love like island vibes. But let's go back a bit. I want to talk. I want to get to. I want the audience to get to know you too. Okay. So you went. You went to. My, so you were from Ohio. Then you went to college, Cincinnati. How mm -hmm. far? How far was that from Ohio? It's in. Uh, it's in Ohio. It's Southern Ohio. Oh, Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati, Ohio. Southern Ohio. Duh. Yeah. So that's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I stayed at home basically from you know when I was born until, you know, all the way through college. Then you got your apartment and chilled. Yeah. How'd you like that freedom being out of the house? Um, <laughs> to be honest, it was not good for me. Really? Yeah, yeah. I let you know some vices get the best of me. And what uh, kind of vices? I feel like a lot of smoking weed. That's oh, a big one. That's, that's a, a big that's, deal, bro. Well, it is when you Did know. You bring you weed with you? I should have, shouldn't I? Yeah, everyone knows you smoke weed. We could have rolled up. Oh, for real? Yeah. You see, you didn't tell me that. Well. I mean, usually people do the research before they come on the show. Oh, my bad. My Everybody bad. goes, hey, that's you smoke weed on. I go, yeah. Well, okay. I haven't lately because of everything that happened to me. I talked to you earlier about what happened mm -hmm. in the year. But, yeah, I, I would smoke all the time on the show. I kind of still took a step back. But, I, you mm -hmm. know, yeah, I, I tell people you're more than welcome to, dude. Oh, word. For yeah, next time. Legal I'll, bring, I'll bring my dude. vices next time. Yeah, um, yeah, I can tell no. by the the way you talk, dude. I, was like, He's got I the, get that yeah, a lot. You get that. Yeah, I was like, this guy's a smoker. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not good at hiding it. So yeah, no, it's my my sister listens to the show. She they, she's a big weed smoker. Uh, she loves the show. Mm -hmm. uh, she says that uh, when they get ready for surgery, they have my podcast playing in the in the surgery room. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, so your sister's a surgeon? No, she's oh. uh, she's an assistant. Oh, she's an assistant. Yeah, okay, and yeah. they hype they hype up the surgery with the, with your podcast. Yeah, she, they all they got everyone listening to it. So shout out to all the all the ladies out there, uh, the fraternity. Fertility clinic, you know. Mm -hmm. Thank you oh. for that. Appreciate all it. healthcare workers. Shout out all healthcare workers, yeah. a vital part of our society. Yeah. Um, and underappreciated. Yeah. Y'all need to get paid more. Hell yeah. Y'all need to Everyone organize. Should be getting paid Everybody more. should be getting paid more. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but it's you can you can really really tell when it comes to healthcare workers, they're doing the most one of the most important jobs, and they're getting paid some of them like sixteen dollars an hour. So, yeah. you know, that's just absolutely abhorrent. Mm -hmm. um, pay, pay the healthcare workers. Shit. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get to that. Okay. But going back, so you went to Miami <laughs> uh, when you graduated? 
Yeah. You went to New York, then he first went to I Miami. went to Miami. Or no, yeah, New York, then Miami. You followed your parents. Yeah, college. I was like, I need help, and they're like, okay, pull up, and then they were like, okay, you gotta go. We what did you try to do like after, after college? I was just trying to make it in music because I went to college um, for business, yeah. and I was like, I'm gonna start, you know, the next um, uh, Rockefeller Records, you know. So mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm gonna start my next music business. Mm -hmm the next big music business mm -hmm. and i had my logo i was producing music i was like just handing out flyers and putting stickers up everywhere all over campus mm -hmm. when i dropped a like this big track that i made when i was in college the marketing for it was um chalking the name of the song which is high hi all over campus um the night before all over campus so like people were waking up and they were just seeing high all over the floor and like on some walls. Mm -hmm. And then like in some select areas, they would say like search up high by BZB productions mm -hmm. on YouTube. So I woke up and I was at like 700 views, you know, it works cause everybody, you wake up and you just see high everywhere. And you're trying to figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was like, Oh man, you know, I'm on my way and I'm going to, you know, make music and I'm going to be this big music producer. Mm -hmm. Song goes hard. It's still probably my best song to this date. Um, and you know, I was just trying to make it happen any way that I could without knowing how to, but I was just trying, I was just going for it and doing everything that I could to make, to try to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And you know, it just, nothing ever really materialized from it. Yeah. Well, so how, many, how much time did you put into it? All like, my time. Years? Um, like I really started taking it seriously when I, like halfway through college. Um, when I just had this moment of like, I need to change my life. Like I'm, you know, extremely depressed. My life isn't going away. I have all these problems. I really need to make a change. And boom, I just like snapped and I got really focused and I started taking all my classes seriously. I started producing better. Um, I was really focused and making, I was waking up early and making time, you know, I was making time for everything that I wanted to do throughout the day and, you know, just drinking a lot of coffee and being on it. Um, and so I was, yeah, no, so. Yeah. Talking about. You know, and I was how, like, how much time did you put into? Yeah, you know, before you said, no, for okay. sure, for sure. I probably dropped like a mixtape or two that really wasn't that good before I dropped that one track that I just promoted, and it was like a really, really good song. Finally, what kind of people influenced you? Out, it's coming out of Ohio, <laughs> Cincinnati. What kind of, what kind of, Man, what kind of music? I, what kind of people you saw? Dude, I just, I really didn't. I'm, I'm not into any like specific kind of music. I just like good music. You know, I can just. Well, what's think good of, music to you? A lot of popular music. I like. I just really, really like popular music and the impact that it has. Um, you know, like just just throwing out anything from Linkin Park um, to like the Killers or the Beatles or, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Eminem, just all in any good music, not yeah. any specific kind of music. Um, you ever tried being a DJ? Not really. Mm -hmm. That's not that wasn't really the vibe. Mm -hmm. um, I like producing music. I like making sounds. You know, I Did like you make sounds for people to to. So never I've, I've never made beats for other people that to me is making a beat is just way too personal um and i spend way too much time to me it's like a sculpture i feel like i'm sculpting something you know yeah. just like really putting time into every single detail and every single noise and the placement and everything like that and i could you know i, I would not be able to just make something like that and then just give it away yeah. <laughs> i gotta try to make something with it what made you it's, so, it's really fun what gets you going like how do you start with the beat 
What do you what, really? What, it's like, just, what do you do? You, you wake up, smoke smoke a J, not a uh, couple, couple bumps. I feel like dude. I don't I don't I don't really smoke until I'm like excited about the song and I'm like, okay. oh man, now I want to hear this in like in another state of mind. And so <laughs> if you had your room set up with your with your monitors. Funny yeah. enough, I just record out of my closet with I share which I share with four room with three other roommates. Okay. It's four of us in that bedroom, right. and we all share a four you know, in one bedroom. Four in one bedroom. Damn. You know, we're doing it like the military, sleeping Shh. on bunk beds. How, how much was it for rent? It's not that much. It's a. Uh, it just went up to six seventy five. That's probably the cheapest for one you'll bedroom find in all of Los Angeles. Oh, oh, you're talking about right now. That's talking about like when you're in college. Oh, in college, same thing in the closet, and you know the rent was probably just a little bit more than that for uh, a studio apartment. So you're sharing right now four four. With four people in Hollywood? Three in my bedroom. And I want to say uh, I have like eight or nine total roommates in my unit in Hollywood. Yeah, East Hollywood. Korea nine town. people in one apartment? It's it's like a, I want to call it. Um, duplex? Duplex. It's like a duplex kind of vibe. Okay. And you what know? does everybody else do? Uh, it's 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 like a like what are they all into shared it's, it's like shared living but they try to filter for artists so okay. so now we have a whole bunch of artists that live together and it's actually um, turned into a really really cool community of yeah, artists that, and now we're collaborating yeah the studio where I was at it wasn't a legit recording studio like you can hear fucking people fucking next door you know if, if you yeah know no the that. walls are really really but thin. It, it was considered they call it a common <laughs> space. Yeah, that's what called, common, yeah, common yeah, space. Yeah. That that's kind of the vibe. But what's really cool about it is when when I first got there, it definitely felt like it's like a six hundred dollar kind of situation, like really rough. Mm-hmm. There were fights, the arguments. The place was kind of nasty. Mm-hmm. But over time, it, we've nurtured it to become a really really cool just artist collaboration space. Mm-hmm. And now we get along. There's no more fights. It's clean. It's decorated, and we have some really cool conversations about everything. It's like a podcast every day in there. Yeah. So you went, okay, let's go back to the timeline. So you went to the (laughs) University of Cincinnati. Yeah. And then you went to, after college, you didn't know what to do. You went to New York with your parents. And then you went to Miami. How long were you in Miami for? Were you there hanging out with your brother? Not even a year. No, no. I went there because then after New York, my parents moved to Miami. It was like from 22 to what, you're 27 now? Mm -hmm. So those five years. No. No, 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 no. Because it was, uh, I want to say it was like, I want to say I moved to New York at like 23. Okay. And I was in New York for probably around a year. Mm-hmm. And then, so like now it's like I'm 24 and then I moved to Miami. And then that's when COVID hit. So COVID hit while I was in Miami, you know, ghost town. You, I was driving out and, you know, you just see everything's a ghost town. We all remember that, I think. Um, and then I wasn't there for a year. But the reason I went to Miami was because then after New York, my parents moved to Miami and I was like, so in New York, I first moved in with my parents, mm-hmm. and then they were like, "What part of New York?" They're in. Uh, they were in the um, Upper East Side of Manhattan. Damn. Yeah, it was a, it was a nice spot. That's a baller. He's, he's dude. a baller, bro, for real. Shout out. <laughs> Damn. What is the engineer, dude? Fuck so it. no, he does stealth like, bombers. You know, supply chain. So it's like no, not stealth bombers. Luckily, he's, now he's a, he's doing he was doing makeup, and now he's leaving that job. Um, congratulations to my dad. Um, big move. Um, now he's moving. They're now they see they just like to move everywhere and then re, like move into an apartment and then my mom remodels the apartment and that's yeah you don't have to tell me what he does you know what I mean I know you want to be there's some things you got to be but afterwards you want to I gotta you gotta tell me what he does <laughs> man he sounds like he's a baller dude. yeah we'll get you hooked up man yeah <laughs> he doesn't make submarines does he no no, no submarines you know what happened to those oh, guys God. dude 
Who did it? <laughs> did, did you hear about those submarines that those guys that went in the submarine and, and exploded? And yeah, blow? I think I'm pretty sure at this point everybody has heard of that. You've heard <laughs> you heard about the submarines, right? Yeah. Hey, dog, they're billionaires and they went and they paid 250 grand to go on this little fucking tin cup. Dude, if you had that much money, dude, I wouldn't go on that shit, dude. I'd, I'd pay fucking Russia to go on one of their nuclear submarines. Or I'd, I'd pay to the one that, that Cameron, mm-hmm. uh, the, mm-hmm. the director. James Cameron. James Cameron, dude, his fucking submarine. I wouldn't have gotten that shit. Why would you go on that little tube and there's no lights? It's pitch black. You're going to go two miles under the ocean. Fuck you, <laughs> dude. I'm a billionaire. I ain't doing that shit, dude. So yeah. I don't know. So there's just conspiracy theories about it is that uh, a, lot, a lot of these guys, one of them, one of them, uh, uh, the billionaire, he actually was uh, investigating his mm-hmm. one of his his hobbies or things he liked was investigating and uh, and in, in, enter mm-hmm. uh, excuse me extraterrestrial beings. Ooh. He was all in the UFOs and shit. <laughs> uh, and the other and he was in Antarctica a few times. And another another guy, he was uh, he was uh, AI. He was an AI inventor. Like he mm-hmm. was re- like these guys are really smart dudes, mm-hmm. and what they're saying is like it's getting close to those end times, where <laughs> a lot of these guys are they're disappearing because uh, their mm. their knowledge that they have how smart they are, mm. because yeah look look at those things why why would you go down <coughs> that little tin can dude that down there in the ocean paid two hundred fifty grand dude I, I I would I if I had that much money why I'd build my if you're that? a billionaire make sense make your own so but. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, we're we're getting off tangent here. So you, yeah, you I went mean, to New York. Yeah, mm-hmm. your dad, your dad's uh, some type of high high tech uh, intellectual. That's why we got off tangent, you know. Uh, and then he went to Miami for a bit. Mm-hmm. What made you go to LA then? What made you come to Hollywood? All right, so I, like I said, it's that thing of like I feel like it's um, you know, desperation, like exasperation, when you know your life is really difficult and you have a really terrible job. And what was your job uh, in Miami? It was at Whole Foods. And then I had like this essentially low paid uh, internship as well. So two jobs, Um, really hard jobs. Uh, Whole Foods, that's like boot camp, like as a cashier, cashier, dude, shout out cashiers. I've been a cashier for a couple of years in my life, you know, like maybe five or so that's one of the hardest jobs you can possibly have just because you just stand there and try to not go insane in one spot and somewhere like whole foods it's just non-stop customers just waiting till like you have a second to breathe and it doesn't come because you think like you're about to be done with this customer and and you're like oh my god here i go i'm about to get a second and then you know just in time someone shows up someone else shows up and you're like okay cool and then you're on our five of your shift without a you know mm. like without having a second well, pretty soon breathe. those jobs will be gone everything's getting automated now uh we'll see we'll see we're fighting back okay labor fights back can't fight against ai man it's already yeah, oh, here bro. we can fight against anything you we'll know see. we're ch- you know that's how we're coming we got albertson's is already they're already going full full uh, auto uh machinery for the cashiers no in the warehouses oh yeah for our, for our local local 952 Wait, so they got robots like picking up the boxes? Yeah, and the everything's gonna be automated. They they got people that make pallets and yeah. it takes them, you know, so what an is hour. A, these pallets, are be, these robots are gonna be able to do it in like ten minutes. So I have a question: I've seen pictures it, and everything. Is a union doing some, anything about yeah, it? Yeah, they're doing something. But what can you do? The shit's already being built. It's already um, gonna be done in September. You know what, what we do is we or, organize stronger. 
We organize more. What are they gonna do? Knock it all down? Um, we're I mean, gonna before we're, before it was even before it was even put in. Yeah, it should have been something done. There's nothing mm-hmm. you can do now. Yeah, it's yeah, already yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the way that I see it is the labor movement is growing and it's getting more and more attention, which means that there's not only going to be all the unions fighting back, but there's got to be public pressure as well on these companies um, to protect these jobs. But before we get get to that, I'm ready. <laughs> I know you're ready. I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been getting you ready. People. I know, I know. I'm getting you ready. <laughs> oh, so you started, you started music, you're a music producer, and you still do that, right? You still do that? Absolutely. I got yeah. a track. I'm, I'm about to start track. working on the next music video right okay. now. Like tonight, we're going to, we're starting the conversation for it. Okay. We'll, we'll get to that too. I know you're anxious. I'm anxious too. I'm not anxious. I'm excited. <laughs> you're excited. Uh, so you came to Hollywood in search of getting your name up, getting a star on, on the, the walk of fame essentially it just like yeah. i'm gonna be a big hollywood star i'm, I'm coming to hollywood yeah. did you have any people here already or you just said no Fuck it, one. i'm going not a single so you just showed up with one bag new here did you, did you fly or you took the bus i drove from miami oh shit you know i had to make with it a couple epic. bucks in your pop pocket a couple bucks in my pocket Damn. And, and a dream. Should, what made you what made you go to Hollywood? You just said I'm just gonna go to Hollywood? Well, that's where I found the cheapest place to live. Oh, okay. You know, I'm you're coming so you out here as an the, artist, you're trying to find the cheapest place to live. And so it's six seventy five for everybody or, or that's just one that's, person? It's like everybody pays something different, but it's only like slightly different. Okay. Depending on when you moved in. Damn. But yeah, we just get, got people cycling through there. And it's people just like me that show up. They're like, oh, you know, I'm an actor or I'm a musician or a painter or porn a digital star. artist. You or a porn porn star. I've met a porn star for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? It's a, it's a, it's a her. Oh, it's a her. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. So, uh, big star. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a big star. Yeah, she's got key. a big star. <laughs> she no, doesn't have kidding. a star yet. Honestly, <laughs> um, we need Hollywood stars for porn stars in equal representation for everybody doing. Wow, great everyone's work out doing here. every everything. <laughs> OnlyFans. Every, everyone's uh, trying to do it, huh? Yeah, man, it's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> this is it's more than I could have ever imagined out here. It's like, but it's expensive to go out there and at the bars have a drink, huh? Yeah, but I don't do that much. I'm a workaholic. Yeah, yeah, just um, just working, 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 going to strikes. Um, I couldn't handle myself, bro. I'd be on the coke scene and oh. should be. It'd be oh, over no, for me, no, no, dude. No, no, no. I'd be sw- they'd swallow that city would swallow me whole, dude. Yeah, no, like Sin I, City, dude. I got my party days over in college. Um, partied hard. Um, got really sick a lot of times. Um, got got arrested one time, so that's, that was fun. You know, so and then after that, I was Hopefully like, okay, it wasn't no peeing in public. It wasn't peeing in public. No, <laughs> I've had a homies get get in trouble peeing in public. That's why. <laughs> that's pretty dope. <laughs> uh-huh. So you're you're in Hollywood now. How long were you in Hollywood for before you said okay? You start getting involved in a union type. Man, it just hit me out of nowhere. Really? What were you doing? Give me the this the scenario. Give me the picture. The Life scenario. Life changing moment, like revelation. Um. So, uh, I were guess you working? The picture. I think I. Yeah, oh yeah. So I was doing Uber. Well, Postmates, which turned okay. into Uber Eats. So food delivery. And around that time, like COVID and post COVID, you know that that kind of work was booming. So you could go out and make if you if you work a twelve hour day, you can make up to three hundred dollars plus. And tips, total. That's it. Uh, in a single day, that's like twelve th- hours. Yeah, it should be more. Fuck but yeah, should have been more. Sh- it absolutely should be more. One million percent. Because you got to look at gas, wear and tear in your car. For sure. What yeah. about medical? 
No, none of that. None of Damn. that. It's a grind. It's a grind. You're, you're when you work that kind of well, job, I you're guess. basically saying what about like, ta- what about taxes? Oh my god! And then the taxes hit for sure. So Damn. you got gas and then taxes. So you're looking making about let's just say let's just say fifty percent of your check. So uh, you're making hundred fifty a day. Maybe a little bit more than fifty. Two hundred. Like, I w- I would say at least like. If you're making a, if out of a three hundred dollar, let's say day, you're working seven days a week. Were you working seven days a week? Um, for like six to seven days a week. Yeah. Okay. Let's say you're making two grand a week. How much mm-hmm. was the government taking? They're taking a good ten percent. That's it. Yeah. What about taxes so. at the end of the year? No taxes. Ta- well, taxes at the end of the year. At the end of the year, you don't get taxed uh, when you get paid. You get really? taxed. Yeah, which actually makes it worse yeah, we because get, you might we get taxed like forty percent from the federal. The federal didn't UPS? tax you? Yeah, it's you don't really get taxed that much, but if you make a lot of money, you don't expect it, and you might spend more money than you were expecting, <laughs> and then you got to pay a lot of money. After, oh, okay, you know, when tax so they don't tax you. Out. You got to you gotta do it at the end of the year. Ex- like you, They're considering you like you're a waitress, and you got to claim your tips. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, you don't get taxed out of your okay, paycheck. Okay, so you're you get seeing, taxed you're the, seeing the, the most of your yeah. che- You're seeing most of your check. What was it I mean, te- until you get taxed. Well, when you get taxed at the end of the year when you file your yeah, taxes. Yeah, tax season. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's like waiters. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Waitresses. Yeah, that's how it works. That's how you get taxed, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we get taxed right off the, every check. I mean, that's what normally happens, but gig work right now is in is in a is in a position right now where they're not considered employees, you and, know? And so so everything's kind of different Eats, for them. Uber drivers, that's considered gig work. Yeah, I guess that's oh. kind of what we're 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 kind of branding it that because it didn't really. Yeah, have, like a gig. Yeah, exactly. Because it's called the gig economy, mm-hmm. and so we're like, okay, so we're gig workers, and that's just like a name for it. It doesn't mean that it, you know, it doesn't yeah, have yeah, to mean like, yeah. oh, it's just supposed to be a gig or whatever. No, we're just calling it gig workers because we're just giving it a name. And has that always been the way it is now? Is the way the tax the taxing it is going, or what, has it changed? I feel like since it was a new industry, it was just unregulated. So they were just not even paying their workers a minimum wage. People were just doing it anyways because maybe they, if you work enough, you can make a profit and maybe tips are good enough or whatever. And eventually, you know, like because of the unions, they came around. They were like, OK, there needs to be some regulation around this. And the concession was Prop 22. That's how the companies basically conceded and said, OK, we're not going to make you all employees because we don't want you yeah, guys I to, remember that. to form unions or whatever. You voted but on that, right? Yeah, the, Cal- the state of California voted on that. Yeah, what which was that, 2000? I, was, I wasn't paying attention during that time yet, so I didn't even know about it. It was like 2018. I think it was around there. Yeah. Yeah. So they blocked basically the unions that were trying to turn like the workers into employees, which yeah, would have been that. a really good step forward mm-hmm. so that they could organize. Um, and they blocked it with Prop 22, which said, no, we're keeping you guys independent contractors. So you're not employees. Um, but yeah, they tried to make it seem- down. Right. Yeah. Or, or no, no. Prop 22 got voted in. But Prop 22 was the law created by the companies. Yeah. So they were like, um, we're going to make you gotta a You got to be careful how they, they, when trick, they it's very yeah, dude, it's very when it comes to voting and vote yeah. no against prop, vote yes. And you got to yeah. actually fucking read it because they trick you. Dude, you got to hear from the workers and mm-hmm. not the workers that you see in just any commercials. You got honestly got to hear from union workers. Yeah. That's like really the only way to know that you're, you're getting the honest answer. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. W- was Prop 22 a good thing for you guys? No, that was a bad thing. Well, but here's the thing. It got presented as a good thing because it was like an upgrade from what was previously happening. But um, the unions were aiming to make the workers um, employees, which would have been way better than Prop 22. Because here's the thing. They blocked 
our employee status with Prop 22, but it came with like an increase in the minimum wage, like, well, actually establishing a minimum wage period. Mm -hmm. So the companies were like, congratulations, you won Prop 22. People voted for it and now you're going to get paid more. And mm -hmm. then everybody was like, a lot of the workers that, you know, maybe didn't know what was exactly going on. They were like, oh, Prop 22 is a good thing. I like it. I like being an independent contractor. Mm -hmm. Now they're paying us more and, you know, this and that. And we get to be independent, which is cool. I'm my own boss or whatever. So mm -hmm. they really, really paint the picture of like, oh, Prop 22 is a good thing when it's all deception at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, def it definitely, definitely it is, dude. It, it would have been cool if everyone was every, a union because you get a lot more with it. Oh, absolutely. You, you have, I mean, do you have medical yeah. right now? I mean, if you're like right now. No, like you don't back get any then, of that. Like, you, no. like, are you still working for Uber Eats? I'm, uh, so here's the thing. One thing that these companies can do is just fire people just for no reason and then make up just whatever excuse. Yeah. So hey, I didn't I get my got food. You've seen videos like that, right? I didn't get my food or you said, and then they Dude, fire not them. even that. I feel like they're just like, oh, we need to save on labor. We got to fire this many people today. I really think that that's what they're doing. Really? Yeah, because they deactivated me and they oh. said I wasn't completing orders. But my completion rate, I still have my account. Like, I can still go to my account and I, I you know, I can't go online, but I can still go to my account. It says I have a, what, 99% completion rate. So it's like deactivated for incomplete orders with a 99% completion so rate. So you were, yeah, so you're basically weren't doing enough for them. It, it was but They're what just happens, making business decisions at the end of the day. But when you clock in, say you clock in, right? I'm clocking yeah. in. I'm yeah. in my car, boom, what what and nothing's go going active. on. Yeah. Nothing's active. You go right online. Now. Yeah. You're online, nothing's active. Do you get paid? No, you don't get paid so for just being So then why would online. they even cut you then? I, that doesn't make sense. Ah, uh, oh yeah, uh honestly yeah, that doesn't make that yeah, would good it, question. I don't know, but it, I mean, it's it, maybe, be, no, but that maybe like, oh, we're, we're, we need this many workers out on the road, you know, and so like, so this, they're going to pick know, the they're making people. calculations, maybe they're going to be, yeah, I, I, could, I couldn't tell you, AI. but you know, this, that's just my guess. All I know is they deactivated me for a fraudulent reason, and that's not on, and that's not uncommon. I was, you're taking bites of people's food, dude. I mean, not anymore. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're, you're taking a bite of the hamburger? No, taking a slice no, of pizza? Obviously, obviously not. No, that would be, that's. <laughs> no, yeah. I know, I know. I'm messing. Everyone right. knows I'm messing right, on the right, show, right, dude. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, they let, they let, it just, it seems that they're going to give it to the people that just are fucking just zooming and running red lights and <laughs> just, just Probably. favoring, favoring them no like i said like it's not an uncommon thing i was with the gig worker union for a little bit the gig worker uh california gig workers union shout out um and you know so we organize and we do actions and i and i talk to all the other workers and you know that's a big problem you know so you, you got get, so they let you go and now i'm with doordash you're with doordash and mm -hmm. is it kind of the same thing then it's actually a little bit different because doordash has it where you have to earn the privilege of being able to go online whenever you want. You have to do a month yeah. straight of doing, of accepting over 70% like of orders. You got to earn that good time. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so it's a little bit more strict with DoorDash. Okay. And uh, I'm trying to do DoorDash on the weekends. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so. So you've been, you experienced Uber Eats. You yeah, experienced Postmates, Uber, which turned into Uber Eats. Yeah, now yeah, I'm Postmates, Uber Eats. Yeah, how come you didn't do, you should have did all of them, like Uber, 
Like, I know people that have, like, all the stickers on their car. They do everything. Yeah, no, that's not me. I, I'm definitely more of, like, it takes, like, a certain personality to want to do Uber or Lyft, which I feel mm-hmm. like I could have done. But the thing with me is I enjoyed, you know, my, my alone time. And also, as a music producer, I liked driving around, playing my songs and figuring out what I needed to change. Oh, just okay. literally all day. Mm-hmm. And not only that, listen, dude, honestly, part of the reason I even got into the labor movement at at all is because I would just play a bunch of like YouTube videos that basically tell you exactly what's going on. Just listening to really, really smart people that really know how to communicate what's actually happening and tell it in a way that's like very, very direct. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I did a lot of that podcasters or even Twitch. I actually started on Twitch, you know, listening to Twitch streamers that were like political Twitch streamers. My favorite one is Phantom. I don't know who Phantom you is. You don't know who no. Phantom is? <laughs> How about uh, Kai Sinet? Nope. No. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I listen to all the terrible ones, <laughs> which I move. you move on from them because you're like, at first you think they're really cool and really smart, and then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, wait. No, this they're actually not who they think they say they are, and then you move on to the next one, and then yeah, that's how, that's how. Well, that no, he, I they, they play they play video games D10, and it's kind of just uh-huh. it's RPG, and so I don't know. I just stumbled upon it since I've been off work, and yeah, it's, I don't know, yeah, just watching yeah. them interact and video, and just I don't know, yeah, kind of keeps you just brain dead, you know, because my mind's always constantly moving, oh, yeah, thinking yeah. and stuff, so it's yeah, more of a yeah, downtime. Yeah. But Twitch, dude, they make killings on that, bro. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude, all the followers they get, millions of followers, and they're constantly giving them money, dude. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I remember that. Like, I don't listen to the Twitch streamers anymore or watch them very much anymore, but I remember they were getting a lot of donations. Yeah. Yeah, that's a hustle for sure. So uh, what year did you get involved with the, what is it called, gig? Yeah. Um. Oh, I mean, as soon as I moved here, that was my job. I was working at Jimmy John's, and I was working there. And doing like uh, Postmates. But getting involved with the union. Oh, getting involved with the union. Um, um, man, I want to say that was probably like a year ago, um, okay. around a year ago, um, and that happened because I was going to all the Starbucks union strikes and networking with a lot of Starbucks union organizers, mm-hmm. um, and they knew about the union before me, the the gig worker union, and um, someone you know that I had been supporting a lot at, at their strikes. They recommended for me to join the gig worker union, and I did, and it was a really really good decision. So, because I was trying to start the gig worker union because I didn't know the California gig worker union existed yet. <laughs> and that was, you know, that's a full-time job, which I did not have time for. Yeah. <laughs> so that was what, like a year ago? Yeah. So now, now you're, you're involved in the union. You're getting, you're getting involved. You're more involved now. In which one? Which one are you, in, which one are you <laughs> involved? I'm now a part of the united union professionals okay which talk is, a little bit about that that's the union for uh union organizers okay at SEIU, at my seiu local um so we're a union within a union <laughs> okay <laughs> well, so how, how do you like that what made you get into it well that's because i got that job and so i started working there which means that i joined their union that they were a part of okay uh, where, uh, what, what was it again? John's, where, where are you working at? Uh, I'm at SEIU. SEIU. Oh, Jimmy, yeah, no, but when I first got to LA, I was working at Jimmy John's, the sandwich shop. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not much to say there, to be honest. <laughs> not much. I mean, it's just the making sandwiches grind. <laughs> okay. And they're obviously, they're not union, right? No, they were not union. Okay. Yeah. So from Jimmy John's, I'm sorry. Uh, 
I'm losing track. So you went from Jimmy John's, and then now you're with uh, who again? I'm uh, at SEIU 721. SEIU 721, and it's mm-hmm. union within a union. Um, the union, uh, which is called United Union Professionals. Okay, and wh- who's under your guys' union? Like, who do you guys represent? No, that's us. That's the union I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're in a union. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's what a little co- confusing. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So, you're you work for the union. Yeah. Okay. So you work for the union. Who does? But then your- the union, the workers that work at the union need a union to bargain contracts with the union they work at. Holy shit! Okay. <laughs> it's like union inception for real. How long has this confusing. been around for? I don't know, man. I'm new to this. I'm learning new stuff every single day. I'm really? doing my best to learn as much as I can I have a, every I have day. Down right here. Um, but so I'm S- pretty new to the S- union S- movement. Yeah, you didn't know. You hadn't heard about it. No, Service I never employees, heard it. Service uh, International Union, dude. That's Service the, um, employees. So yeah. people that work at like. So you guys try to organize. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. And we do organize. We're the second biggest union in the country. Um, really? How many members? Before the Teamsters. Uh, I think almost like two million. Really? Yeah. And then Teamsters is the third biggest union in the country, S-E-I-U. if I'm not mistaken. SEIU, yeah. And who for do you sure. guys represent? And dude, it's dope. We, uh, from what I hear, we represent a lot of like county members. Okay, county members. Or, or like you know, county workers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's probably the bulk of it. Um, but we're all over the place, man. Yeah. Really? Yeah, for sure. How'd you get yeah. a hold of them? How did they pick you up? So it was because I was with the California Gig Workers Union, which they're organizing. You know, and uh, as a part of that union, I was talking to everybody, the workers and the organizers. Mm-hmm. And uh, at one point I was like, oh, I should, I already know all the organizers and I should apply um, to just, because here's the thing, DoorDash has died on me. Like, it is so bad. Oh, so you just signed up with, you just got with SIU. That's right, right? You just exactly. Got, no, yeah, a that's month when ago. you called me. I've been me. there a month ago. Okay. Yeah. You've only been only... with them a month. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're working with the, with the gigs. It's been a beautiful experience so far. Trying to yeah, organize, yeah. right? Yeah, no, because, yeah, I was with the California Gig Workers Union, and I was going to all their actions and, you know, really being a part of it, really going to everything. Um, How many members is California Gigs Workers? I think they're literally at statewide at, like, 20K or something like that. Like okay. Like a ridiculous number. Like and how that, long have yeah. they been around for? Um, good question. I don't but know. But they're I wanna, trying. I want to say like f- five years plus. Okay, so they've been trying to organize. Yeah, it's like Uber Eats, right? Yeah, Uber, Lyft, DoorDash. Okay. Yeah. And so you, jo- okay? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, <laughs> yeah. Get see, we're okay. So you were with them, mm-hmm. and then you, SEIU just recently picked you up, or you applied. You I applied. applied. Yeah, because DoorDash di- like died on me. Like it's just mm-hmm. so slow. It's, okay. I cannot make. Oh, I yeah, was not making. I was now. not making like any money on that anymore, and I was just sitting in my car, you know, idling, just not getting any orders. And I was like, I gotta start applying to different places. And funny enough, I actually applied at the at a Starbucks uh, in a Target, and I got the job. And I was training with them, and that is a freaking crazy difficult job to do. I work at Starbucks just because of how many drinks you have to know how to do, and you have to know all the codes for the drinks. And oh my goodness. Really? Yeah. What was the most popular coffee over there? Um, I couldn't even tell. (laughs) Yeah. What's the most strongest one you can make? Uh, you could just put as many shots of espresso as you want in any drink. Yeah. 
Yeah, I so. get the oat milk uh, espresso. Uh, here's the thing. I'm not. I'm not even a, a, a Starbucks guy. I don't mm. go to Starbucks. When I go to Starbucks, I say, "Can I just get a small black coffee?" Really? You know, that's okay. all I want. Okay. I don't know the names of the drinks or anything. So you're working for Starbucks. Yeah. After DoorDash and then yeah, and at the same time, because that was when I was like, I need to apply to different places because I'm not making money on DoorDash. So I applied to Target and I applied to SEIU and a bunch of other places and I got the Target job. So I started working there. But as soon as I started working at Target, I was interviewing with SEIU and I was like, oh, this is looking really good. Um, and so I told them at Target, I was like, oh, by the way, I just want to let you guys know I'm interviewing for a job that I really want. So I may not be here too long. And I ended up getting the job and they're like, oh, it's cool. You know, just put in your two weeks or whatever. And, you know, um, you know, we're we're leaving on a good note. So S E I U, been there That's for about right. a month. What are you What are you doing with that? Like, um, what do you What's your daily routine? My daily routine is to go out to the work sites that were assigned um, and inform the workers about uh, what their rights are as a worker. Mm -hmm. That they have the right to organize and form a union to improve their work lives mm -hmm. and their home lives because mm -hmm. you got you're getting paid better and it improves your life. As a whole. So what kind of places have you been going to, like Amazon? Um, I mean, how, how do you determine that? Uh, you know what? I don't want to uh, talk too much about okay. that. Okay, we'll talk about it off the air. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it off the air because I, I didn't read our, my employee contract yet. So it's like I don't know exactly what I can talk okay, about. Okay, so you just became an organizer. I just, yeah, I'm brand new to it. Okay. I'm brand new to the all right. union organizer. All right. Well, before we get to your, your song that yeah. you produced, real quick, talk a little yeah. bit about it. What made you do it? How long has it been since you, okay, you did it? Because okay, okay. it's about to pop right now. Okay, it's about to pop off right yeah. now. It's about to happen. <laughs> um, I, Well, I don't even know how to give the short form version of this story because it has been a crazy journey, as, I, as I'm sure it has been for a lot of people post-pandemic. It just made a lot of people, it changed a lot of people's lives and made a lot of people think about life differently. Um, but one of the things that came across for me while I was you know, I was just getting into it about what my life looked like before I got into kind of the labor movement. And it's that, um, you know, I was out here trying to make it in music and I dropped this album um, with what I thought were my best songs. And then to promote the album, I actually wrapped my car in uh, like what my album looks like. So my I was driving around this really colorful car that says buy my damn album. You know, my car is wrapped. I'm ready to blow up and be a big superstar or whatever. Mm hmm. And then on Instagram, I catch a clip of what's happening, you know, in Palestine. Very, very, very serious uh, situation, uh, you know, called military occupation, uh, apartheid, you know, racial segregation. Very, very ugly and sad story of, of what's happening over there. You know, and then you realize that that's what both of our political parties are you know, are supporting for the most part. So it's kind of just like a paradigm, major paradigm shifter of the way you see everything. You know, we're talking about this submarine, about four people, but we're not talking about this. Uh, you know, people are dying, getting shot every day by soldiers, civilians, children are getting shot and killed every single day over here with the support of our, you know, our country. We're sending out over our resources. Yeah, and, you're, and you're, Ukraine, one of the big things is the yeah. reason why they had that coup was yeah. because they were... Uh, the Russians supposedly are uh, kidnapping children and harvesting their organs. 
Oh. And there's a video out there. Uh, yeah. It's probably gone now, but it's out there. Yeah. You, you can only well, imagine you know, the war crimes that are going on. You know, people always ask me, like, oh, why, you know, why single out oh, Israel and Palestine or what's going on there? That's because that's our country. That's our responsibility to do something about that if we can. That's our politicians that are supporting it. And that's why we need to do something about what we can we can do something about. Um, so that that like I said, that made me basically uh, see life in a completely new light. The way I experience watching the news or going through social media or just like what people talk about on a daily basis. It's like, oh, this is they're trying to hide this. Absolutely. They're trying to hide this as much as they possibly can, because it's just an extension of the settler colonialism that took place in this country. And it's just a project of settler colonialism that, you know, that that our government, our country is supporting. So that to me, you know, that's 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 the most obvious kind of evidence that of what's really happening and why we need to act um, and who you can and you can't trust and who's telling the truth and who's being honest. So that absolutely changed my life. I was like my life, my music, everything that all my dreams, uh, everything about my life doesn't matter and what matters is helping these people that need urgent help assistance um visibility about what's happening um so i just gave up everything all my dreams and all my aspirations and i was like i just want to dedicate myself 100 percent to raising awareness about this so like it was my full-time job i was just standing yeah i out. thought you were palestinian i'm not palestinian a yeah, lot of people are asking me that um but i get everything everybody thinks i'm everything so that was your inspiration behind this? Well, that's what like changed my life. And so then it, I turned into like a full time protester. Just I say full time, not because I was getting paid because but that's but because that's all I was doing mm-hmm. um, just on a street corner by myself, just trying to raise awareness about it. And, you know, just really hoping that something was going to start to change because I started to see like life for what it really is. Um, and then for whatever reason, just doing all my research about people that talk about Palestine and other things in the labor movement. Um, I saw that Starbucks started organizing and for some reason that stood out to me as something that's really, really special and important. So it's like, you know, I know they had their organizing drives in the past, but they don't have a, they didn't have a single union store and now all of a sudden they're organizing and that kind of blew up. Mm. You know, it started with one and then it was like 70 and then it was like a hundred, 200, 300, 400. And I was like, okay, there's an opportunity here that we have to bring change to the world that's like really badly needed. And so I started following the Starbucks thing for whatever reason, I, I just felt it in my in my heart that it was like something really, really important that was starting to take place. And mm-hmm. so I started following the union thing. And here's the thing, like, like I said, that started that, that started as like, I remember hearing that the first store petitioned for a union, you know, and, mm-hmm. I, and now we're at a place where Right now, there's uh, over 150 stores, union stores on strike right now, making a lot of noise. And uh, uh, CNN made an Instagram post about it. So they're getting places. And this is, you know, this is a seed that was planted that is sprouting and it's growing. Mm-hmm. And it's becoming something real and something big and something important. So this, this, this video you made, mm-hmm. you call it, what's, a, what's the title called? It's called L.A. is a Union Town. L.A. is a Union Town. Yeah. And this is dedicated to what's going on with the Palestinians and everything. Yeah. I, you know, because I seen that it's both mixed in. It is. And the reason it happened like that was because I didn't plan it. I just started making the song. 
and I yeah, started. You wrote the lyrics yourself. I wrote, yeah, I made this. You know, the the whole song myself made the beat and wrote the in lyrics. The beat, and, wrote and the so, lyrics. And I didn't go in with the plan. I just started making music and 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 tr- trying to write things that I thought were really important. Yeah. And uh, I try to make it as relevant as possible. Who did the video? Um, that was uh my old room, my roommate that moved out, uh, Alex. Shit. He's actually Tell him from to make Ukraine. Me a video, dog. Dude, it was fire. It's fire, isn't? It? No, I, I put the video together. I made the edit. Oh, you did too. I made the edit. Yeah. Damn, um, you got to do a video like that for me, dog. That should be <laughs> that should be hard, bro. Yeah, it's uh, it's super dope. I like it. I yeah, like it it, it's out. clean. It's clean, right? So tell the people where they can find this video before we play the the audio portion of it. Yeah. Where can people find this video? Because I definitely want all my listeners to go on his YouTube channel yeah. and check out his video. The I think it was it was done professionally. I thought it was a it was an thank excellent you. job, and I was like, damn, I can't wait to get this full on the show. Yeah, it was yeah, so, thank you so it much. was so clean. The camera work, um, the editing, the lyrics, the beats. Yeah, yeah. And you did everything on your own, huh? Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, For I sure. thought I thought you, somebody mentioned I was because I always yeah, I like to do my research before I get people on the show. Uh-huh. And they said some it was some other guy that did the video or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Or you had dope. somebody. Obviously, you had somebody record. Oh, absolutely. There was a whole team recording. Okay. It was really cool. How many cameras? Shout out Smile World. Um, how many cameras? It was the two cameras. Okay, two cameras. Yeah, two cameras. All right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. You want to play it? Yeah. Let's play let's do it. it. LA's a Union Town baby. Shout out. Shout out Starbucks Workers United. Hey, over there. It's going to turn red. Start turning it down if it pops up. Because it comes in loud. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Are we still going to be on video? All right, cool. Yeah, hold on. Give me a second. Here we go. What is it called? Welcome to Union Town. L.A. is a Union Town. L.A. is a Union Town. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. <coughs> Back in the booth. Back in the booth. Three, two, one. I said it. If we don't get it, shut it down. If we don't get it, shut it down. To tap into the frequency I'm just trying to find a bit of decency They're making all the chaos and think it's gonna pay off But all it did was unleash the beast in me Look into my eyes and see a freezer I ain't been the same since the day I saw Jesus He was written by the scribe that wrote Caesar I took a flight to Palestine and made me a believer Now here we go to the freezing cold But the people gotta know where the money really go Yo, I'm pleading, I'm hoping I write new rules, do away with old notions Texting the girl I want most in Not a week already, got my heart broken And so where she goes, I'm controlling my emotions I'm swallowing my pride, but it's deeper than the ocean I'm bloated If we don't get it, shut it down If we don't get it, shut it down Let me tell you what I love Good news in the morning while I'm getting dressed up Follow me on Twitter and you'll get the best of I wear it on my sleeve while you keep your head tucked I promise I can 
can see the future, homie, guess what? The billionaires are finished, all the workers next up. Howard Schultz, Jeff Bezos, pull up, we just wanna talk. Do you hear your employees making noise on the block? You talk a lot of shit, can we see you walk the walk? Are you chilling on the boat while we work around the clock? Hell nah, we coming up. And if that doesn't work, then we double up. Cause we had enough, so we coming up. And if that doesn't work, then we turn it up. If we This is L.A. Uniontown. Uh, let me turn this back up. That was This is L.A. Uniontown by Ben Magania. BZB Productions. That's how you can find it. That's my artist name, BZB, BZB Productions. Yeah, it was good, dude. I, I really liked it. This mm-hmm. is my Uniontown. <laughs> Dude, I was like, damn, okay, it was catchy. Yo, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of glad it's that whole thing is over, though. That was a whole freaking... How long did it take you to like do a it? tornado, man. That was like... I think it took me a year for the whole project. Really? Yeah. It was a good video, bro. Because it's the song, and then the video, and then I did a... But you know what? You video keep doing party. it, you get better. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You keep doing it. Yeah, fucking year. Yeah. That, that, yeah. You, little bits and pieces. Yeah, it would take you know me crazy? forever. Um, The clip that I uploaded to Twitter... Got retweeted by the Starbucks Union. Like that's like, that just made it. I, I'm happy because of the. Um, I'm happy with the whole project because just because of that. Yeah. Like that was the whole purpose. Yeah. Was to boost. When did you the post labor this? Movement how old was possible. this video? I want to say like six months. At oh, this point. okay. Yeah. Okay, we'll catch some steam. Yeah, it, yeah. it still could for sure. Yeah, dude, I you gotta so. promote it, dude. Man, I'm just glad it was over with because it was so much pressure. You gotta get so a. Much work. You gotta get a. I'm ready uh, to move on. To you like gotta get a link next. tree. I, you gotta. Hello. What was that? Firework. What'd you do? You sneezed. No, oh, oh okay, I thought good. it was like a firework. I thought it was coming from like the neighbors. <laughs> uh, yeah, you gotta get a. You gotta get a like a, a link tree or a. I think For even sure, YouTube we'll has we'll the has the uh, Q and R code. So when you're out there. And you're out there protesting or rallying, mm-hmm. you introduce yourself to people and have them scan it and have them watch it, and that's how you get it. That's how you get. That's how you get it there. out, right? Yeah, Just, for yeah, sure, dude. As me being a podcaster, listen, I used to do speeches all the time in in, in college. Uh, I was I was people. A lot of people knew me. I was selected to do speeches in front of uh, family and, and parents and everything. Mm-hmm. And so, being a public speaker, I did acting in, in college and high mm-hmm. school. Uh, and then becoming a UPS driver. Uh, so there's different levels to breaking out of this shell of, mm-hmm. of uh, how you were raised and a lot of different things. But being a podcaster, I've learned a lot of, of being able to just it's like 
you hear when you hear people and they try to you can know like a car salesman, right? You know he's trying to sell me something. Mm-hmm. There's a certain way to speak and how you come off to where I, I would always feel like, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to feel like a car salesman, not tell them about my show, my podcast. But then it's just being a podcaster and mm-hmm. growing. I'm able to just, hey, how mm-hmm. you doing, man? What's your name, dude? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you do? And, hey, dude, here, scan this, dude. Follow yeah. me on IG, dude, and, yeah, yeah, and check yeah. it out. And so you'll get better. You know, you yeah. just started your new job, but you'll definitely get better. But your your video is good, dude. You got to get Thanks, it out bro. there. I like it, too. Um, the, the thing about it is it was so much work, so much stress and so much pressure and so much money went into it that it was kind of just like a shell that I just wanted to shed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just I over uh, I overworked myself with it for sure. And so it was, it kinda, was good, dude. I know it was good. Yeah, you got to make me a video, bro. <laughs> I like it still. That would be sick, But bro. it was just like, oh, my God. It was just too much in that moment. It just felt like way too much. So no. Much, so much pressure it, and so much. No, but I mean like the – because I, I had to put the whole thing together. You know, I was yeah. like – I was producing well, the whole at, thing. Well, look at this. What did I tell you earlier? Right. You know, look, look, at, look at all this. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. You it's know? a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. But I've, I've okay, learned. But I'll I, get back into when it. You I'll love, get back into it. Yeah, when you love something and you enjoy something, it does. it's not a job. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it, it doesn't become work when you love yeah. something. This right here, <clears throat> no, I love but, it. But let me tell you what else I did. I promoted the song with a video release party. And that was a lot. <laughs> oh, I bet. Where'd you, where'd you hold it at? Oh, man, it was a whole story because it was supposed to be at this one place, which the day of they shut the place down because they didn't want a big party there. And Mm -hmm. then I had to get back to everybody that had already committed to showing up and tell them that it was postponed. Mm -hmm. And so that was just like a big kind of like downer on the whole thing, because a lot of people were going to show up to that, including people from the Starbucks union that I was really looking forward to. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, man, okay, so that didn't work. I got to make sure to do this better this time. And so then I reserved this like backyard in West Hollywood that's like really nice with like a pool and like this like indoor kind of spot and like a bonfire. And it was really, really dope, but it was just costed a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And I probably had like 25 people show up, just like all my, you know, all the real, no, I'm just kidding. All the real real ones. No, I'm just kidding. No, it was dope. We had some cool, really cool people show up. How much you pay for that backyard? Dude, that was 2K for three hours. And it was one hour just to set up, and we still weren't able to set everything up in time. It I know. Like, it, it's, it's a lot to set up, dude. dude. Shout out to every single person that helped me with that whole entire project because it was a lot, and I needed a lot of help it's a learning from a experience. lot of people. It's a learning experience. It's no, a learning absolutely. curve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like I, I, the night that I dropped it, the day that I dropped it, and then the, the next day when I woke up, I literally felt like I had leveled up as a person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though yeah. the thing didn't go, like, as planned exactly, um, I still just felt like, oh, my gosh, just the fact that I committed to it and went through with it, and it was a really scary thing, but I did it anyways, It was. I just felt like I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm a new person. Yeah. I felt like a new person. Fuck that was, yeah. like, my real birthday. You yeah. know how you're supposed to feel different on your birthday? Yeah. Like, that's what that actually felt like. Mm-hmm. I felt like I you just did evolved. It. And you and you I learned. went through it. Yeah. You learn, you get you get better and you, you continue. That's called growth. Absolutely. You know? I and felt the okay. growth. We're gonna fail. No one's gonna fucking get everything right the first time. For sure. You know, you gotta keep going and yeah, mm-hmm. twenty five people showed mm-hmm. up. Man, I, next time fifty. <laughs> next time seventy five. This this is how my show started. Yeah. It started with like me telling people, my customers at work. 
when mm-hmm. I'm a UPS driver. Mm-hmm. Tell my customers. No way. Tune in. <laughs> you know, I started on SoundCloud. You know, and then I went to Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. And now I'm on Spotify. You know, now I'm, I'm posting my live videos on IG. Yeah. I have a little bit of videos on YouTube. It's but a process. It's a process, but you just you gotta take it one it. step at a sign and trust it. Yeah. But I started with 25 listeners and then 50 and 100. And then it just kept growing and growing. And then you're going to have dips. where That's it's, just how it works. You're going to have ups and downs. It's like this. You'll have someone that comes on the show and it's going to spike up. Like, oh, shit, that's cool. And then next week it drops. And then you look you look at your analytics and you go, okay, they like this person. And it's just it, – it is what it is. That's the way yeah. – and so, yeah, you had 25 people. Next time you do it, you know what you did wrong. Have Absolutely. your notepad, write everything, yeah, write yeah, a journal. Sure. Do you have a journal? I don't have a journal. You should have a journal. Every, every morning, wake up, write in your journal. Write down whatever your thoughts are, right? Okay? Before you go to bed, you keep it doing before you go to bed. I kind of do that with my uh, phone notes. Yeah, you could do it with the phone notes, but I always like having pen to pen the pad. Okay, it's just just having it's that different. movement. It like I said, I got notepads. I mean, full of full of stuff. Uh, I have another journal I have in there, and uh, you want another beer? Sure. Isaac, can you go in the in the the, the mini fridge? Jamie, pull that up. And there's a uh, there should be a Modelo. It should be in a black bag, Modelo. Thank you, Isaac. My son's working the camera. All my camera guys fucking. Yeah, that's one thing, too. It's just it, shit falls through. I'm not worried about you gotta it. You got to do it on your own, man. Now, let me tell you what. Once I started doing things for the right reason, I'm not worried about things going wrong anymore. Because I'm doing it for the right reason and I, and I gave it all I got. Well, and so well I, I, I used, to, you, I used to, you know, when things failed in the past, I would feel so bad about it and like embarrassed. But not not anymore. Because, I mean, what what can I feel embarrassed about if I'm trying to do something good? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, man. So I, the I feel like I'm right I, where I need to be whether I succeed or I, or I don't. Listen, I didn't know anything about you, right? Yeah. I, I, I heard about you. Hey, I, I got introduced to you. And I was like, oh, okay, let me get you on. I went on your IG. I'm looking around. I'm trying to do my background check on you. Mm-hmm. Not in a bad way, but just to get my information so I'm comfortable of knowing who's on the show. Mm-hmm. So I, I could direct the podcast to where it needs to go. And to hear that, you know, you come from, uh, you know, uh, uh, your your dad, you know, it's it's successful. He's a hustler. He's a hustler. He's, you come you come from some. They say I'm not saying you come from a, a, a filthy rich family, but you didn't rely on them to take care of you. You oh. broke out of that, and you decided I'm gonna do my own thing, and and this is gonna be my legacy. And you're learning, and that's good, dude. Most people are just going to stay living on their mom and daddy's roof, wait for them to croak and then take over the house and do this and that. You're not. You're going out on your own. You're 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 dabbing in different things, trying to figure things out. You're living life. You worked yeah. at fucking Whole Foods. Uh, you, you worked at Target, Starbucks, mm-hmm. uh, Postmates, Uber Eats, DoorDash. And now you're now you're what you're an organizer for what is it SEIU? It's incredible how it all happened. I can't. And you're only it. 28, dog. And you know I can't deny that I've had uh, so much help from everybody, even including my parents. Because you know, despite uh, you know sometimes what do they think about relationship, you? Man, <laughs> they were cool. I mean, but this is your journey, dog. This is my journey, and it, it has been difficult, and it has been a rocky road yeah. uh, many times. Um, at the end of the day, I have nothing but love and respect for um for as everybody everybody i just have love and respect for everybody um so 
I feel like any difficulties that we might have had in our relationship are, you know, we, we've been able to work through them. And mm-hmm. now we're, you know, we're in a good place now. Mm-hmm. And we did, it wasn't easy to get here. There was, a, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of back and forth mm-hmm. and a lot of difficult times that we had to get through it. But it, all it takes is, you know, just you have to be forgiving of people. Mm-hmm. I'm forgiving of them. They're forgiving of me. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're able to maintain. Well, yeah, the parents always want the best for the kids. The parents always gonna want their kids to do better than them. I got my my oldest is twenty one, bro. You know what I mean? It's she's more closer to your age than you are with me. I'm forty two. Mm-hmm. You know, so every parent's gonna want their kids to be better than them, and so, and it's it's something that the parents have to deal with. Like, hey, it, it, the path that she she's going on. Yeah, uh, it's her past. She likes to travel. She always goes to Turks and Caicos every year, and she goes. And she's like, when she first went, she was like nineteen, and I was like, you can't fucking leave the country. What the fuck's wrong with you? And you can't with women, girls. Oh, forget it. Trying to tell them, oh, they they're gonna fucking do it, dude. It's like mm-hmm. you just gotta pray and mm-hmm. and and ask God Absolutely. to take cover them, take care of them. They're going out of the country. There you, go. you know, because yeah. me as a guy, we we I've been in the streets. Okay, I've seen some nasty shit. Okay, and when you have your 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 young your oldest daughter, and she's traveling, you know, you only think the worst, and so you you, but you gotta let them fly the coop. You know, you got to let them go out and learn on their own. I mean, I guess easier said than done. I haven't been a parent yet. You know, (laughs) ideally that's how Yeah, you don't have a kid yet, but but I'm trying to reflect to like how your parents felt. You know, you're going to Hollywood, dude. Where'd you go? West Hollywood? They supported me on my way out here. And then, but then definitely, you know, getting into, you know, the Palestine, um, now the unions. Those are... Those are taboo topics. Well, yeah, your dad's not union, though, obviously. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, no, he's not union. Uh, yeah, dude. I don't think so, no, no. But, you know, over time, you know, they've grown to support me. Mm-hmm. Maybe at first they didn't. Yeah. But now they do. Yeah. And we have we can have conversations about it. And they're curious to know what my daily work life is like and what I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't like that at first. How that old are your parents? Be, uh, they're, you know, just around kind of like the. 60 kind of yeah like my parents age okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um i have a lot of respect for them you know I, went, I took a completely different path than they did and that they expected for me mm-hmm. um but now we're good yeah how just about your really other good. brothers man we're just cool just like homies Do you guys all get together the holidays uh we're gonna get together for my brother's wedding oh okay so that's how old be is your and oldest it's been brother? A while, so we're all excited about that. How old is your oldest brother? Um, ah, uh, oh man, <laughs> twenty nine. Oh, so you guys are all close, to the same age. You're the middle, and yeah. who's the youngest? My little bro. How old is he? He's twenty five. Damn, twenty five, twenty eight, and twenty nine. Yeah. Or you're twenty seven. Twenty four. No, he's twenty four. He's twenty four. Yeah. Twenty seven. Seven and twenty nine. Yeah. Wow, you guys all grew up together. Damn. Okay. That's not a big gap. It's not. That's cool. It's dude. not. But my older brother, he was always way bigger than me. Really? Even though he was only a year and a half older. You play than any me. sports in high school? I ran track and cross country. Okay. Yeah, he did track this year. He did a hurdles. He was oh, a yeah? he's a freshman. He's gonna be a sophomore this year. But oh, okay. Yeah, he did football and he did hurdles. Oh, sick. Yeah. What'd you run? I was long distance. I was four hundred, eight hundred. Damn. You got good cardio. 
good cardio. Nice. I was just chilling, man. You just yeah. get to run and not have to run too fast and yeah. just hang out. <laughs> that's cool, dude. Man, yeah, that's cool, man. Heck yeah, dude. It was a good time, yeah. It was a while. So now you now. now you're on you're on a journey on this on this crazy journey, going through life. It's a beautiful journey. You got a new a new a new uh, new, a new journey now, a new yeah. adventure. I guess we call it yeah, a new yeah, adventure. Yeah. I have new life. Same journey, like different adventure. You know, I feel like a phoenix because like I can't even recognize myself from my past life. Everything and is that's so good. Different. Oh, it's it's of course, absolutely. You know, my past life was I was struggling bad bad trying to find yourself who am i yeah what am i gonna do yeah I think, and you're young dog i think you're it was partly because like i knew something was wrong but i didn't know what it was and that was just killing me i was just dealing with a whole lot of anxiety and depression and yeah. i just felt like something was wrong but i didn't know what it was yeah and now to like a certain extent you know i can say that i comprehend the world a little better to the point where i'm like oh, okay now i understand you know, the things that are deeply, deeply wrong in our society and in our world. And, yeah. I, now, and now I'm able to act upon that. Yeah. And I feel, I feel so much better. I used to deal with depression, like really, really bad depression mm -hmm. my entire life since a kid. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, I, now I have just... What, what's depression? What, what is depression to you? What's your, what's your definition of depression? Just like a sense of, of, of like desperation that you can't even um, figure out exactly. And uh, I think it has to do a lot also with like my, the isolation that I experienced um, in college, living by myself. You know, I, I, you know, just would come home or I guess, you know, get high and maybe like make music or whatever it was and just spend a lot of time alone. And, you know, that's a, that's a very, that's a very sad You don't like being experience. alone? I, I, no. I can do either or now. I need to talk to people. I could do either or now. When I became a driver, I was so used to going out and like having lunch with my coworkers. Like, had to, I couldn't eat by myself. Mm -hmm. Like, if coworkers all oh, we can't make it, I'd be I'd eat in my truck. Mm -hmm. But over the years, I got used to being by myself. Yeah, I always had to be around people and talk to people. I ate. Now I, I could go eat anywhere. Just sit there and fucking. Look at my phone. Oh read, yeah, no, I can TV. be I can be by myself, but I can't live by myself. Oh, I did. I did too. It was not fun for me. Really? Yeah, in college. Oh man. You know, when I had my own well, spot, it was like. Yeah, I lived by myself. Time. I had I had my own spot. Well, I had it with my family, and then my wife had to take care of her her sick dad who had a, uh, who who was ill, mm -hmm. so she had to come live over here and take care of him, mm -hmm. and so I I lived by myself for, about a year. I think about two years. Under two years, so yeah, it did. It was it was weird because I always shared a room with my brother mm -hmm. to be, live on my own. But I I I learned to like at first. I'd call my friends over, come over, you know, cruise over, have a beer, we'll barbecue. But then I started liking just being by myself. I'd open up the sliding door, the cool breeze in, put on a good movie, smoke a fat bowl, mm -hmm. fucking make 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 a nice steak, mm -hmm. make my own food. And just zone out and just be by myself in tranquility. Mm -hmm. And then I'd go in the room, go to sleep. But, yeah, I couldn't sleep without the TV on, though. Mm. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd turn it off, and mm -hmm. then the weed kicks in, and you start hearing things and shit. <laughs> so, yeah, that was kind of weird. But uh, I did like living with myself for I a moment. <clears throat> uh, but, yeah, it, I, I like both. Now I like being by myself. Uh, I like... Being alone, but also like hanging out with people. Mm -hmm. I, it's a balance. 
You know, when I used to, I used to share a room with my older brother when I was like really young. Like I want to say what, like eight or nine or something like that. Apparently (laughs) he used to run over to my parents' room crying, telling them that I wouldn't shut up. (laughs) And till today, I feel like I could just talk nonstop and talk people's ears off. Yeah. Just fucking, I don't know why. I just got shit to tell people. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Yeah, I I love being around people and socializing. Yeah. I'm actually really happy with where I live right now. Really, really happy with it. That's cool. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are like, oh, man, like, you're so positive. Like, how can you be positive when that's, like, your living situation? And I'm like, I love it, man. It's a beautiful thing, especially being able to see how it's evolved over time. Mm -hmm. The people and the environment. Mm -hmm. You know, it looks completely different than what it looked like when I first moved in over Mm -hmm. two years ago. What's up, the average age over there? You still got people in there in their forties. There's a lot out. of young, like youngsters, like even younger than me, a little bit. Um, but you know, I got some people like up in the fifties and sixties. Damn, still trying to make it in Hollywood. It's not even not trying to make it happen, but like artists. But that's just where they live. Mm-hmm. You know, actors, people like low key, like C B list actors, like C, with, are C they plus. with SAG. Um. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about the writer strike and all that? Um, that's a, that's a good question. It doesn't really, uh, did you go to, to the him. rally the other day? No, because I work now. So I can't go to things that are like during the work day or else I for sure would have been there. Cause I go to all those things. The SCIU. Wait, what, what is it? Where are you working for? Yeah. I work at SCIU. Yeah. That's crazy. You don't know what SCIU is. You know, we have like a couple like teamster kind of like posters around and I our know, shirts, but- our shirts are like, I think teamster made or something. They have the teamster logo on it, on the tag. So we need to, yeah. You know, but when you're working, you're working as an organizer, hoops. right? Yeah. Okay. So why didn't they send you guys to the rally and go uh, that's socialize? A, that's a, honestly a really good question, but we are working on some projects that require like our full attention. So what do you, what did you, what do you do? What's your daily? So you show up to work. <laughs> were you working 40 hours? Yes. 40, okay. 40 plus. Uh, okay. Say. So what's your daily? You show up, you show up to the same spot or they tell you where to go. Yeah. So we got, we have an office. We have an office. Where's the office at? It's uh close to downtown. Okay. So you show up to the office. It's and on they, Union Avenue. And they give you places to go and go try to talk to people. Basically. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. all I need to know. I okay. love it. I love it. It's the best thing in the world. Yeah. Because a lot of, a lot of my, my fellow teamsters from different locals, people I know, they, they went to the rally and they went to support and stuff like that. You know, I actually think. Because like you we, were at the Amazon. too. I was at the Amazon. But I did my podcast. That was on the weekend. That was a Saturday. Okay, you weren't working. Yeah, that was a Saturday. Okay. I can do weekend things and, like, evening things. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Because there else I for sure would have been there. I saw the, I saw the pictures on um, Instagram. It was there were a lot of people there. Yeah. UTLA, they're so good dope networking. and so militant, and they're all about look. You know, I hope the CEOs are watching. All the unions get together because we're about to fight back, and they better be scared. Like mm-hmm. that's UTLA. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, no, a lot of people were there. I wish, obviously, wish I was there. I try to go to everything I can. Um, but now I got this job, which is also beautiful because now I'm still doing union, you know, union that's organizing. cool, man. Well, shit, man. Let's get out of here, bro. We're already, we're already out of our hat. Oh, are we? Damn, yeah, time yeah. has flown. I'm telling you, bro. When you come on this show, man, it, it goes by quick, man. Yeah, that was cool. But hey, man, any, before we get out of here, man, you want to plug in anything? Um, I want to say, 
Yeah, I, I just, to be honest, I did want to at the very least mention all the new organizing drives. The union organizing drives of Starbucks, Amazon, um, the Amazon workers that just organized with the Teamsters, Barnes and Noble. There's a ton of um, graduate worker organizing drives. If you just look up like um, grad student unions on Twitter, you'll probably find them. There's a lot of them. Um, these are big unions, like thousand thousand worker unions or a thousand worker units of uh, grad worker unions so that they're going to be really, really strong. Um, and it's like a lot of Ivy League colleges that, where the grad workers are unionizing. So just keep an eye out um, for all those new organizing drives. I think that they have a lot of potential to bring a lot of relevance back um, to society uh, um, about unions. So, um, but most of anything, mostly I would say keep an eye out and support Starbucks unions. They're on strike right now. Just follow them on Twitter, see everything they're doing and just amplify all their messages that they're trying to get out. They're trying to tell people when they go on strike or anything that's going on with their campaigns. So just really, really support them. Um, and yeah, man, I'm ready to see all these uh, unions come together as they're starting to like at the unions um, strike back event. We, you know, once we come together, we're going to I feel like we're going to see some really, really good stuff happen in the future. Yeah, there's some big things going on within the labor movement. We got yeah. our contract coming up, 350,000 Teamsters uh, on standby mm -hmm. to go on strike. Uh, UPS just uh, somebody leaked the uh, uh, proposal or the counter proposal, -proposal uh, online on Twitter. Uh, you could look up UPS surge that that did that. Don't know where it came from. From what I heard, it's mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. uh, they really lowballed us. I mean, it was really disrespectful, especially for someone uh, like me who lost a brother who was a UPS driver at 35 years old. All he did was go to work and come home. He came, he went to work to take care of uh, the, his customers, people who needed their medication, who needed uh, couldn't couldn't go to the store to get their toilet paper or water or whatever the needs they needed. And he did that. He got sick. He died. Uh, didn't even wake up one day. And a couple of days later, his coworker passed away. And a few days later, a supervisor died. These are things that uh, me, that people need to realize what UPS drivers went through. Obviously, FedEx and Amazon, all them too. But UPS, man, we, we held it down. We made the company over $100 billion dollars. Uh, uh, Carol Tomei uh, is making more money in uh, a day than we make in a year, okay? And they lowballed us, and it's fucking very disrespectful. It pisses me off, okay? And that will be another podcast I'll get into, but I wanted to get to know uh, my boy right here, my new friend, Ben Magana. So once again, I love you guys. I'll see you next week. You guys see us? We good? We good. We out. This has All been right? a great podcast. I'll see you Thank guys. Thank you for having me. Isaac? Thanks for tuning in.